What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Real Talk. And man, it's a good feeling listening to these podcasts when we are undefeated. The Raiders are 3-0, beat the Dolphins in overtime on Sunday. And you know what? The Raiders have had some really, really wild games. I mean, obviously, that first game against the Ravens, where they beat the Ravens in overtime. The second game against the Steelers, where the Raiders were just lights out. And then the third game against the Dolphins, where when you look at the box score, it looks like it was a closer game than it really was. And uh, looking at a lot of people around the league, a lot of the analysts that are saying it, um, you know, the Raiders faced a quarterback in Jacoby Brissett, a backup, who honestly, I think probably played played well, played better than Tua Tagovailoa would have played. And I think that that's something that's to be said about Jacoby. He's had some success in this league. He's, you know, he started a few games. He's had a couple good seasons. He was did pretty well when he was in Indianapolis. He's not a slouch. He's not, you know, some guy who's just going to come in and fly by night. But the Raiders should have put this game away a long time ago. They did come back from a 14 nothing deficit to win the game in overtime. So that's something. Uh, there was a gnarly pick six that Derek Carr threw. Uh, it was a tight end choice route. Foster Moreau and Derek Carr weren't on the same page. Carr threw it to where he thought Moreau was going to be. Moreau had stopped. And the rest was history. So that's that. As we look forward, the Raiders face the Chargers this week, and the Raiders play on Monday Night Football in Los Angeles. Going down to SoFi Stadium, they face the Los Angeles Chargers in their home away from home. That's right. The Raiders have another home game, and this is why I say it's another home game. You have the Las Vegas Raiders coming into Los Angeles to play the Chargers in a place where the Raiders have called home before the Raiders still have a significant fan base and let's face it the Raiders are still the most popular NFL franchise in Los Angeles you could it could be argued that the Raiders the Niners and the Cowboys have the most fans in Los Angeles more fans than the Chargers and the Rams combined now the Raiders are coming in 3-0 the Chargers are coming in 2-1 the Chargers are hot the Chargers are feeling good the Chargers just beat the Chiefs on the road at Arrowhead the Chargers are no slouch team. They're not a team that's just going to lay down and die. This isn't a cupcake game. Nobody's saying that. But Charger fans are out there acting like Raiders are going to get mollywopped. Charger fans are out there talking reckless. And because Charger fans have the IQ of a literal squirrel, their only comeback is, quote-unquote, them old-ass rings, quote-unquote, shut your fat ass up, and, quote-unquote, you weren't alive for those rings. Well, guess what? I was alive for one of them. That's more than Charger fans have been alive for. Charger fans have never seen their team win. Not even the oldest Charger fan in the world. Not even a 125-year-old Charger fan has seen the Chargers win a Super Bowl. So, really, that argument is irrelevant. The Chargers have a dusty old trophy case over there in Los Angeles that hasn't even gotten any inkling of action since John F. Kennedy was president. When they won an AFL championship. You know, not even a Super Bowl. An AFL championship. But hey, go ahead and talk about our old ass rings. The old ass rings that my dad helped bring to the Raiders. Anyways, we're not going to get into that because I talked about how much I hate the Chargers already. You know, I talked about the piss stained pants. I talked about that powder blue. It's cute. No, trust me, it's cute. I talked about Phillip Rivers and his 40,000 kids. All that stuff. We talked about it. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk about this rivalry. We're going to talk about what this game means. And then we're going to get into keys to win this game. So the cool thing about the AFC West is all the teams in the AFC West really hate each other. I mean, really. 
Raider fans hate Charger fans, hate Chiefs fans, hate Broncos fans. They all we all hate each other equally. The AFC West, when the AFC West is good, it's great for football. It's one of those divisions where, you know, when the teams are good, they're really good. And when they're bad, they're really bad. There's no in between. And it's exciting to see some of these teams doing well. You got the Broncos that are three and zero, and obviously their combined team wins are versus zero and nine teams. Um, you got the Chargers who are two and one. You got the Raiders who are leading the division at three and zero, and then you have the Chargers who are two and one, and they're right there as well. They're all in the hunt. Each team has you know promising teams. They have promising talent. Derek Carr is playing some of his best football of his career right now, and the Raiders have a defense. You have two of the top five graded corners in Nate Hobbs and Casey Hayward Jr. You've got two of the top graded pass rushers in Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe. You've got a linebacking core that's getting after it. Denzel Perryman is playing some phenomenal football right now. And the Raiders are playing well at all three levels on defense. And I think that that is the deciding factor in some of these games. Granted, the offense is lights out. The Raiders have, I believe it's five players with 200 plus yards. They're spreading the ball around. They're getting the ball to their top targets. And Darren Waller hasn't even been fed that much yet. There's a lot to be excited about for Raider Nation. Now, as we look at the Chargers, the Chargers are doing some good things too. They've got a young stud in Nasir Adderley. They got a young rookie in Asante Samuel Jr. When Derwin James is healthy, he's one of the best in the league. Keenan Allen is one of the purest route runners in the league, and he's got elite hands. Justin Herbert is a great young quarterback. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Austin Eckler is a very shifty running back, and there's a lot for them to be excited about over there. I'm not going to take anything away from the Chargers and, and the success that they're having because that's not something that I ever do. I give credit where it's due. I give hate where it's due. And I make jokes when jokes are appropriate. Recently, I posted to my Twitter account the I hate y'all from last year's video, and it got a lot of hits, and it got a lot of uh, people riled up. And I saw more Charger fans in my comments than I've ever seen in the stands. It's amazing. They truly do not keep that energy in real life. It has been reported that 75% of the ticket sales so far have gone to the Las Vegas Raiders. Should be a blackout in SoFi Stadium again. I'm excited to watch this game on Monday night. I wish I was going to be there. I wish I was going to be sitting there with, with Raider Nation. I know 
there's going to be some great Raider fans out there. I know my boy Raider Cody is going to be there. I know Lucille is going to be there. There's going to be some good people out there having some fun. And so these are the things that we look at as we talk about this game. One, it's a fan-driven atmosphere. This is another home game for the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders have the ability to come into Los Angeles, take over the stadium, set the tone early. This is a game where you can't get behind early. This is a game where you can't, you know, get down 14-0 because you don't want to have a dogfight because it's already going to start out as a dogfight. The Raiders have to come out hot. And the Raiders haven't played a full four quarters of football yet. And I think that's kind of scary, actually, to see that the Raiders are 3-0 against three teams that were ten, that had 10 wins last year and they haven't even played a complete game of football. John Gruden has gotten kind of crazy with some of these design plays that he's doing, some of these offenses that he's running, some of these motions, some of these routes. Hunter Renfro is just playing lights out phenomenal. He is, I mean, they had Xavier and Howard on him when they played the Dolphins, and he cooked them. The Raiders are playing a different brand of football right now, and I know that a lot of people don't want to see that. They don't want to hear it but the Raiders are playing a different brand of football. The Raiders are playing a brand of football where they're going to throw the ball on you because right now with Josh Jacobs out, they have to. The Raiders are going, they're playing a brand of football where they're going to hit you in the mouth. They're going to hit your quarterback. They're going to tackle you. They're not going to give up a lot of big plays. They make some mistakes. Yeah, everybody does, but they're not going to bend or they're going to bend, but they're not going to break. So as the Raiders go into this game, they have a mentality that they have to win this. I posed this on Twitter. I said, every game is a must win. Every time you step on the field, you should expect to win. And not only should you expect to win, but you should demand to win. You have to demand a win. You can't just say, oh, I hope we're going to win. I hope we're going to go out there and get this. I hope, that the, I hope that we pull through. The Raiders have to go out there and demand to win. Going into Los Angeles... Hostile territory for them as they face a Raiders team that has a fired-up fan base rallying behind them. I'm excited about this game. I, ex I expect this to be another knockdown, dragout fight, just like it always is. Last year, it went to overtime. We ended up losing in overtime in the second game. We beat them in the first game on a late Touchdown saved by Isaiah Johnson. The year before, Carl Joseph comes up with a clutch interception. The game before that, we completely decimated him. So, the games have been interesting. The games have been fun. The games have been exciting to watch. The games have been off the charts insane. But it has to be a dogfight. The Raiders have to come out firing. I think the thing that we have to look at right now as Raider fans is Josh Jacobs going to be available. What's Josh Jacobs' status? Where is he going to be? Is he going to be able to play? If Josh Jacobs plays, this is a completely different ball game. If he can't play, Peyton Barber, you're up. Peyton Barber had a good week last week. Rushed for over 100 yards, had a touchdown. Came big in the second half. And the Raiders are going to have to get the running game going. But I expect Derek Carter to spread the ball around a lot as well. I expect to see Darren Waller get a little more involved, maybe some Foster Moreau, a lot of Hunter Renfro. And I love what Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards have been doing. 
Now, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's get to the keys of the game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As the Raiders prepare to go down to Los Angeles, there's going to be a lot of questions around this team. Is this 3-0 team for real? Is this a team that can compete with the upper echelon teams? Is this a team that is going to win four straight games? Now, the Raiders have shown that they can compete with the upper echelon teams. They beat the Steelers, they beat the Ravens, and they beat the Dolphins, who were all 10-win teams, who were all playoff teams last year. Now the Raiders go in against a young quarterback in Justin Herbert, a young secondary, and a fired-up team that wants to take out the Raiders. The Raiders must face the Chargers with extreme confidence, but also extreme respect. The keys to this game are as follows. Start the run game early. If Josh Jacobs is ready to go, get him going. Getting Josh Jacobs involved in the running game after a two-week hiatus is going to be highly beneficial to this Raiders offense. Getting the running game involved, getting Josh Jacobs involved, getting the defense on their toes is going to be able to open up the passing lanes, open up the play action, and allow Derek Carr to have a little more freedom in his throws. This will also allow the Raiders to get a little more flexibility and also, also spread the ball around a little bit faster. Having a guy like Josh Jacobs not only creates mismatch on the defense, but it also makes things easier for the offense, offensive line as well, where they're not having to pass block for 75 passes a game. Secondly, feed Darren Waller. Darren Waller is Derek Carr's favorite target, and for rightful reasons, Darren Waller has shown that he is a top two tight end in this league, and he's slowly inching on that number one spot. I want to see Darren Waller get the ball more this week. And the reason why I want to see Darren Waller get the ball more this week is because he sets a mismatch against that defense and they have no answer for him. I want to see Darren Waller go for over 100 yards against the Chargers offense. I want to see Darren Waller get at least one touchdown. And the last one on offense is this team has to be better in pass blocking. Andre James was a complete liability against the Dolphins. He has to get better. He has to get better at shotgun. He has to get better with his snaps. He has to get better with blocking. Leatherwood has a lot to get going. He's three games in. He's a rookie. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. We look at what happened with Colton Miller. He turned into a stud. I'm not going to be completely sold out on Leatherwood yet because I think that he has a lot to grow on and a lot to learn from. But this young offensive line has to get things going. Derek Carr has been doing a great job of moving around the pocket, showing awareness, getting free, climbing the pocket. The offensive line has to help him out. Defensively, I've got three things for you. Eliminate big plays, eliminate mental mistakes, and get after the quarterback. If the Raiders get after the quarterback, they eliminate the big plays and they eliminate mental mistakes, the Raiders will come out on top. The Raiders have to do these things in order to defeat the Chargers. Those are the keys. So now the Raiders have one thing on their mind. Beat the Chargers. Raider Nation, if you're at the game, make sure you tag me on Twitter. Make sure you say what's up. Make sure you post up. Show me your videos. 
post those videos of you being all blacked out, ready to go. Raider Nation, I'm fired up about this game. It's a big one to get fired up about. We'll probably talk a little bit more about it this weekend. But until then, I'm going to leave you with this. The Raiders are 3-0 right now. The Raiders have the opportunity to go 4-0. The Raiders have the opportunity to go out and be at the sole position of the division because the Broncos are playing the Ravens, and the Ravens are probably going to beat the Broncos. This is a prime opportunity for the Raiders to set themselves apart as they start an early playoff run. It all starts Monday. Raiders have to go out. They have to be sharp. They have to beat the Chargers and get ready to start rolling. Raider Nation, I'm out. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.